Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we have a very special episode for you and a very special guest that Kristen and Amy have been wanting to have on for Gosh What Girls over a month or so now. And I'm going to let them introduce her and tell you how they found her. But I think it's safe to say we have found an expert, someone that is literally on the front lines of what's been going on at the border the last two years. And we're not going to just talk about the border. We're going to talk about everything that's going on in our world. But she's an example of someone that's perhaps ultimately a lot like you or a lot like us. Someone who decided they wanted to figure out what was going on and took it upon themselves to go find out. So Kristen and Amy, why don't you introduce Christy Hutcherson to us? (laughs) Well, we're so excited to have Christy on. Just prepare yourselves. Your minds are going to be absolutely blown wide open today because that's what happened to us. Uh, Kristen and I, we went to Myrtle Beach and she came on the stage and each presenter had like 15 minutes tops. So they were very quick presentations, but hers literally left us speechless. And y'all know we've talked about the border some pretty much on every episode or a lot of our episodes, but um, some of the things we heard, we never knew ever. We had never heard. And we wanted to know more. We immediately got out of our chairs and went to the back and we're like, we're we like, got to find her. We waited for her to come back. Here she is. Here she, like, is. Here she is. Here she is. Stalking, <laughs> stalking, stalking her. And like, please, can you be on our podcast? Because we know what she has to share today is so important. And we want all of our listeners to hear this. And even more importantly, share it with everyone you know, because this affects all of us. It does not matter your race, your gender, your political affiliation. This matters to every single American, every single one. So don't be shy to send it to someone who maybe doesn't think like you on a lot of topics. This is so important. That's so true. And it, and it really just, basically what she's going to tell us, it shows how it's connected to almost every realm of our life. Okay. So it's not just, uh, and she has so much more. We just chatted a little bit before we even hopped on. We're like, oh my gosh, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. We're like, okay, we're, I'm going to sit back and pop some popcorn and uh, y'all get ready. Yeah. So we'll let Christy uh, take it away. Just like give, you know, your background, Christy, and how you got involved and what in the heck is going on. <laughs> well, hi, ladies. How are you doing today? Amy, Kristen, and Holly, thank you so much for having me on. And more importantly, thank you to your listeners, because it is so important. Half the battle is stepping outside of your comfort zone and listening to other opinions and information that you're not hearing on the, the news cycle, what I call all of it, the fake news cycle or the disinformation cycle. And it doesn't matter, you know, girls, we were talking about this beforehand. This isn't a political issue. 
Uh, and we need to get that out of our mindset. This is an American issue. This is a world issue. And unfortunately, everything that happens in America is going to be the driver for the rest of the world, right? Um, we are the beacon of light and hope for the world. When America falls, there's no place to run or hide. We are the voice for the voiceless. We are the last bastion of hope for the world. And so this is really critical what's been going on in the nation. And I'm gonna roll this out about how they're destabilizing America uh, and a little bit about my background to give some credibility behind me. The tour that they met me on was the Reawaken America tour with Eric Trump, Don Jr., Mike Lindell, General Flynn, who are friends of mine. I've, I've been able to get to know these individuals over the course of the last two to three years of my journey. I also worked in Washington, DC. Uh, we have private. Uh, we have a private company. I was a consultant with the Department of Defense, the D Defense Logistics Agency. So I've also worked. I worked on uh, campaigns before, super delegate for the state of Florida. So I know a little bit about how Washington D.C. works, and I also know uh, how the military functions and works because I do strategy. That was my background. But as I was telling you, ladies, more importantly, I am a Christian, and. Uh, I was having a personal conversation in my backyard on Good Friday three years ago, and the Lord called me out, and he literally gave me an audible, and he said, Christy, I called you in 93, you denied me, and I called you in 2012 again, and you denied me a second time. Are you going to deny me a third? That was really powerful. I just got goosebumps. Me too. Me too. My leg hairs are growing. That chills. Well, what, 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 was, what, what was, what did you feel that God was calling you to do? You know, it was interesting because I asked him that question. First of all, I looked around because it literally was a verbal audible and I didn't know if somebody else was in my backyard and I, and I said it again and I started crying and I'm not a weeper. I'm kind of a tough cookie. Um, nothing bad about crying. It's good and healthy for you, but that's just not the kind of gal I am. I'm a little bit of a rough tomboy, you know? Um, but when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of your heart, I was bawling and I don't even know how long I sat there. And I said, you know what, God, I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified and I'm a nobody, but I don't know what it is that you need from me, but I'm going to say yes. And I'm not going to run anymore. Uh, with that, God whispered into my ear and he said, Christy, and this is really important. I, this is stuck with me. He said, Christy, I'm calling the nobodies because the somebodies haven't been doing their job. Wow. Agree. Oh. Agree. And, and if we can just remind our listeners, you know, whether, and if you hear my dogs, guys, I'm sorry, they're going crazy in the background. Um, But here's the thing, you know, I want to remind, I want to make that point here, Christy, because I think a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people say, yeah. I am not qualified to speak up. I don't know enough. I don't, I haven't lived enough. I'm not educated enough and nothing could be further from the truth. And if you are from a Judeo-Christian background, whether you're Jewish or Christian, you know, in the history of the world, God used the weak things of this world to confound the wise, right? That's so exactly stop right. Saying, stop <laughs> saying you're not qualified. If the three of us can start a podcast with yeah. no technical experience whatsoever <laughs> or any real skill set to do it, let me just tell you, you can do your part. So thank you, Christy, for bringing that up. <laughs> it's so true. And I think that every single one of us around the world, I don't care where you live, what background you are, what ethnic group you are, all of those things, you have a God-given talent. And if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But you have a talent. You have skills that we were created for such a time as this, for this moment and this time in history, because we need you, right? 
And there's something that's beautiful and unifying and unity. And that's the reason why the communist movement, the Marxist, the fascism, right? The fascist, the, the global agendists, they don't want us to be unified. That's why they keep having all of this division. They want to separate the blacks from the whites and the Asians from the this and the that. And that's why labels are created. If you understand your enemy, I, I make it a point, a point to get a hold of every book that I can and I study who the enemy is whether it's rules for radicals, whether it's the Mao movement, whether it's the Chinese malignment, I am studying that because I wanna understand the tactics of my enemy. And that's what we need to do. We need to understand the tactics and those are tactics, political correctness, all of those things started to divide us and, to, and so they could conquer and keep us divided. Man against woman, daughter against uh, mother, son against father, neighbor against neighbor, spy on each other. All of these things are tactics that the enemy is going to use to bring us down. And we've got to stop falling into their scheme and their plans. This has been really well laid out for a very long time, 60 plus years, and we have been asleep. And it's time for the masses to wake up and push back and say, no more, not on our watch. We will never comply again. And we will have a voice and we will be bold and strong. We can do it lovingly, but with a strong velvet fist. That's right. Amen. Love that. On that, that Good Friday, when you heard that audible voice, you didn't know what it was that you would be doing, right? Because this was three years ago, right, Chris? That's correct. Okay, so at some point, and, and I find that this has been true in my own life, and Chris and Amy can probably say the same. When you feel led to do something, you don't know what the full picture is. You have no clue. Mm -hmm. You only know there's a nudge towards the next step. And so what was the next step or steps that led you to what you've been doing the last two years? Yeah, like what were you doing at the time for this just to like come out, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I was the CEO of a company and I was raising two boys. Uh, they had just graduated. Well, they were second year in college now. I have twin boys and, um, you know, God gave me visions, honestly. He gave me dreams, right? He uses dreams, I believe. Uh, that's one of the things he uses. So the tool was, he gave me this vision. He gave me two very distinct dreams that really stuck with me. The first one that he gave me, it was the United States of America. And she was outlined in the blood of Jesus Christ. There, but there was no state lines. It was pitch black inside the United States of America, the map. But in the harbor where New York City stands, there was the Statue of Liberty. And instead of looking out to the rest of the nations of the world, she had turned around with her light high and was shining a light back into the darkness that had fallen over America. Wow. And then a couple days later, he gave me a separate vision and it was the same thing. This was the map up this way. This time the map was flat like this, the same picture, red blood, uh, outlined in the blood of Jesus Christ, black inside. But in the center of the United States of America was a massive, and I'm talking a huge massive uh, lion. And it had stepped down with all four paws really strong. The mouth was open and it was doing this incredible roar and wind blew out of the, the mouth of the lion and it went to all four corners of, of the United States. And he said, I'm raising up women. They are gonna be the voice because I have something to say. And I'm going to be using women to prepare the bride, the second coming basically. And that stuck with me. Uh, he then put two women's names in my head. One was an acquaintance. The other one was somebody I knew from uh, being in the town that I live in, but we weren't close friends either. One I had just met literally um, at a family research council uh, event in DC. 
And we ended up, I talked to her twice and that was it. And so I was obedient and I called these two women. And from there, he birthed Women Fighting for America. And it was very specific because I had a lot of people tell me, I don't like the word fight. That's, that's controversial. That automatically invokes, you know, you're coming out swinging, right? And I said, well, let me tell you something. There's a time to be meek and mild and there's a time to fight. We are in a season that we are fighting for the heart and soul of our nation and for our children and our children's children. And so God named Women Fighting for America and then we, he put five other women in my pathway. I, it literally was just supernatural. When I said, yes, it was just obedient one day at a time. And then he said, Christy, you're going on a bus tour. And this was August 2nd. And I said, great next year. And he goes, no, you're leaving in 28 days. No money, no bus, no rap, uh, never spoken public before. Didn't have any clue where we were going to go all of these things, right? So I brought this to my team and um, I lost two of my team members because they kept doing the checklist why we couldn't do it. It was not gonna be successful. There's no way this is, and I said, you know what, stop. In the world and in my CEO hat, I would say you're absolutely correct. There's no way this is gonna be pulled off. But through God and through Christ, all things are possible if we just say yes. Look what he's done in the last three months. And sure enough, within a week, we had a half a million dollar motor coach donated to us a person donated a wrap. We had a driver. We had uh, Derek Prince's great-granddaughter heard me on a podcast. She said, I'm in. She, we went to 15 states, 67 cities leading up to the election. God said, you're going to end in Washington, D.C. on the mall, and you're going to talk in front of millions of people. And it all happened. Lance Wall now, and if you've ever done an event in Washington, D.C. on the mall, it's millions of dollars. It's not cheap. I, don't, I didn't have the money to do that. But every single thing God said we were going to do, it was done. Donations would come in for this tour. And it was called Heal, Heal Our Land. Because again, this is not political. I was educating women, men across the nation on both sides of the aisle, that it didn't matter who sat in the White House. And I know that people cringe when I say that. It doesn't matter who is in the White House, Republican, Democrat, or independent. What matters is their policies, what is their agenda, and are they constitutionalists? Are they going to serve the people of the United States? Those are the requirements. That is it. And then I was educating them on how to find out if that individual falls in line with all of these things. And then I also talked to the pastors across the country about if your doors are closed because of the COVID. Now, this was the height of COVID. So if your doors are closed, every single person who comes to your church needs to run, not walk away from these, this establishment because you're serving God, not I mean, excuse me, you're serving man, not God, and you cannot do both. So that's how I got started. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you started it, you started this organization called Women Fighting for America. And because it is, as the Bible says, right, there's a time for everything under heaven. This is the time to fight. And, um, and, I, and listen, I do want to say we, this is the week that uh, we were still within the week of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And we're seeing a lot of fighting yeah. on both sides right now on social media, in the media, that kind of thing. When we say fight, there is a specific way that God will tell you how to fight and, and what ways to fight. And I was having this conversation with a girlfriend last night who said, same thing, Christy. It was like, you know, we've been quiet for so long because we were trying to be polite and trying to be understanding that not everyone in this country is a Christian. Not everyone's going to see things exactly the same way maybe a Christian does or, or a Jew does or, you know, like they're not going to necessarily see it the same way. 
Um, none of us are, right? We're not going to always agree 100% on everything, but it mm -hmm. is a time we're feeling the call that if we don't speak up, if we don't take a stand, then we won't have the country that we were blessed to grow up in anymore to leave to our children and our grandchildren. And I love that when God showed up to you in your dream, there was a lion because we've quoted this 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 quote many times that we know in the Bible, you know, uh, the, the Lion of Judah is Jesus. And um, there's, you know, certainly a lot of imagery around the lion. Um, if you've ever read, you know, Aslan from um, C.S. Lewis books, my favorite character probably in literary history. But I love this quote. The truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose. It will defend itself. Augustine right. Hippo said that, and we've quoted that many times here on the podcast because we believe, Chris and Amy and I believe, if you search for the truth and you share what you find, you don't have to defend it. You don't have to argue with people till you're blue in the face over it. Just share the truth. It will find its place and it will do its job. So That's exactly right. So That's what kept me going through this is I just keep saying good, good and good truth has prevail. to prevail. You know, yeah. that's what I have to keep telling myself. And that's, and I do trust that. I truly believe that the evil cannot prevail. You know, yeah. and before we get to the, the good, we need to know what the bad is. Yes. So yeah. that we know what we're up against. So yes. can you tell us like, what the heck? I, I want you to tell us what some of the stuff we heard in Myrtle Beach and even more, just what's going on. Absolutely. So the border crisis, and it is a massive crisis on epic proportions. Uh, the numbers that they're telling you are all lies. I have uh, spent serious amounts of time with uh, border town sheriffs, mayors, state legislatures, uh, the governor's offices, Tom Homan, who used to be the ICE director, who's now a personal friend, Mark Morgan, Brendan Judd, just to kind of give you some names so you understand the information and data that I'm, I'm privy to, plus physically being there on the ground and looking at the camera systems, uh, the hunting systems, you know, their hunters have cameras, ranchers have cam cameras. So when you're able to look at all of this information and data um, and you start compiling the numbers, they have been, first of all, even in the back in the Trump administration, a lot of the numbers were skewed. And so we are looking right now somewhere between, and I'm gonna to try to be consistent as possible with this, somewhere between the 12 to 18 million mark of how many illegals have flooded our nation, okay? That's huge. That is more than Los Angeles put together alone. That is enough to change the complete shape and outlook for America for a very long time. It's gonna affect the census. It'll affect how many seats um, that are allowed on the House and the Senate. So there's a lot of implications to having an influx of illegals setting up all over the United States. A lot of people don't realize that. The other part of this is the car fentanyl and fentanyl that's coming and flooding into our borders. It's not just the heroin and the marijuana and all of these and the oxycodone and all of these things. And I want you, you can find this information out. You can go and you can Google statistics and you can look at the last five years, last two years, the trend of how many um, deaths have been caused by illegal drugs from, from the cartel. But the cartel are working hand in hand, ready to connect the dots with the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party supplies the cartel with the synthetics that they need to produce fentanyl and carfentanil. Most people don't know what carfentanil is. 
so if you've ever Jurassic Park fans out there, do you remember the Jurassic Park, uh, the first one with uh, Cutie Patootie, uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> the original, the original, original? No, no, no. Uh, oh, Kitty Chris, Chris, um, Chris. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris there Pratt. we go. Yeah. Kitty Patootie, Chris Pratt. Okay, so they use carfentanil to tranquilize and put down the big dinosaur, the T-Rex dinosaur. That's how potent carfentanil is. It's 50 times more potent than fentanyl. So I just briefed two months ago, I was in Governor Ducey's, um, I was there, I was in the Capitol in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I had 23 sheriffs, state legislatures, the head of the Appropriations Committee, the AG and Governor Ducey's office for a two and a half hour meeting, just me with my team, with the solutions that I brought forth to secure our borders, to deaf ears, by the way, uh, because they don't want to solve it. The, the, and I had a sweet and low packet in their hands. Everyone had a little sweet and everyone knows what sweet and low looks like, right? So I had them open it up and pour that into the palm of their hand. That is enough to kill every single person in the whole entire state capitol. I want you to think about that. Imagine now this as a bioweapon in the hands of the terrorists that we know are now thousands of them who are in our country. And I'm gonna talk about that. And I'm gonna actually show you ladies some photographs. You're, I'm gonna break on your show. Uh, so you're gonna see some photographs. Um, I just got back from doing an operation both in Central America and in uh, the desert in a very specific area with my team undercover. And uh, I'm gonna be showing this at the Reawaken America tour and this coming weekend in Atlanta. That is, an, now imagine the cartel with the Chinese Communist Party with the terrorists taking that fentanyl and lacing it on gas pumps, putting it on school playgrounds, putting it on shopping mall uh, escalators, putting it in your water supply system. Mm. Wow. Within seconds, within seconds, you're dead. If you do not have Narcan and somebody to administer the Narcan, which my team carries with us all the time. So carfentanil mm. is something that, um, so help me understand this too, Christy, because I know I remember watching um, on Netflix, a, a documentary years, I think it was before 2020 about fentanyl, right? About how a dime size, I think it was, yeah, it was one of those like documentary shows that covers different topics, mm -hmm. but a dime size of just fentanyl would kill an elephant, a full grown yes. elephant. Okay, so you're saying that the carfentanil is 50 times stronger than that. And can, if we touch fentanyl, that doesn't kill us. It's ingesting, right? But are you saying- No, oh, no, 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 no. You can't touch if it? You if you touch fentanyl uh -huh. on your, anywhere on your body, if you okay. touch it, it immediately absorbs in your skin and you're dead within 30 seconds if you don't have Narcan. Okay, even fentanyl. Wait, even fentanyl. wait just regular fentanyl? Because yes, we- Yes, I did not know that. And I was an ER nurse for 17 years. I did not know yes. that about like that it just with touching. Yes. They had just started um, using it a lot more when I, right before I left that, that was like what, 2018, 2019. I mean, not just started using it, but they were using it a lot more then. Yeah. So a lot of the police officers. So one in this briefing with Governor Ducey's office, we used the video. There's a video of, um, there was a traffic stop in California and there was two police officers. They pulled this, uh, this under suspicion of drug activity and things like that. But one of the officers popped the trunk. And he was going through the backpack, right? And he came across fentanyl and he touched it with his hand because he didn't have the gloves, the proper uh, tools on because he wasn't expecting probably to come across fentanyl. He touched it. The moment he observed it, you see the officer drop dead. And the, he, the, his, if his officer buddy wasn't there with the, with the Narcan, he immediately administered that. The guy still coded three times on the way to the hospital and they were able to bring him back to life. But that's how potent fentanyl is. Wow. 
Okay. That's why you're also seeing um, this uptick in the last, um, since Biden's been in office, uh, this illegitimate administration has taken office. Uh, there has been a massive uptick in, in overdoses. I think it's 111, uh, 111,000 just last year alone, right? So what they're doing is they're lacing children's drugs with fentanyl, whether it's marijuana, whether it's opioids. Now we're getting intel, by the way, that they're starting to look at uh, lacing Tylenol and different things like that with this. So this is huge. And I'm glad we're talking about the state because people need to be very concerned and very worried about uh, anything, any product that they can use to get their hands on. And people are like, well, why are they killing off their, uh, you know, this is, they, they make money off us, re repeat customers and things like that. The problem is there's no regulation in lab and car in, in the cartel world in Mexico when they're mixing this stuff up. So sometimes it becomes too potent. And that's why you're seeing, I, I just know, I know three people right now who's unfortunate their children tried marijuana, smoked a, uh, one time at a party and they died because it was laced with fentanyl. And one time, that's all it takes. That's right. And we have been sounding the alarm on this recently. Yeah. I know we've said it at least once on a podcast. Parents, tell your kids, do not touch anything. anything. They can't, in the days, in the 60s, up through the 90s, where you might could smoke nope. a joint at a party and you'd be fine. Yeah. That's not the world we're in now. That's not the world. Parents, please tell your children, do not touch it. They can no longer trust any part of this, this is not mm -hmm. the same world you grew up in parents. It is not, we're not, and we're not trying to scare you, but it is scary because this is now wisdom. This is wisdom. Tell your children, stay away from all of it. I wouldn't even, I've even told my kids, don't take any, don't take a Tylenol from anyone that, you know, you don't know and trust 100%. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you know what? You don't even want to get an injection from the doc from a doctor or nurse unless you see them pull it up from the vial. You know, I've told right. said this several times. We had to pull the medicine up from the vial at the bedside because you don't know what you're getting. You may think you are, but that's why they have medical errors. You want to make sure you're another double check. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, and I'm not advocating for, you know, marijuana smoking and stuff like that. If your child absolutely you're better off going to a medical dispensary because they, that is, that's the only place I would not, not have any kind of drugs whatsoever. Um, and it's unfortunate because they are using this to kill the, uh, the youth and the younger generation for a very specific reason. So the borders, now we have human trafficking, right? I've been to the rape trees, unfortunately. I, I've been to the Mexican highway. I've been in the stash houses. I've seen uh, the dead bodies that the cartel have gutted um, when they've tried to cross. It is very important for everybody to understand the cartels, plural, have complete operational control of our borders. And now not just our border systems, by the way, they are now embedded in cities across the United States of America. I've, I work with Sheriff Jenkins out of Virginia. He's telling me, Christy, we have now cartels who are set up in my small county outside of, county outside of Loudoun and Michigan and, and Idaho. I mean, it's South Dakota, North Dakota. They have spread because it's very lucrative business for them in the billions a month that these cartels are making. And the, every single time somebody crosses the border, this is called international human trafficking and international narco-terrorism. And every single governor has the duty and can close down the ports of entries and stop this invasion into our nation because it's not a migration that they're telling you. I love the words that the, that the left and the globalists like to use. Again, migration. My, well, they're not water buffalo, right? We're, we're, they're human beings who are invading our nation. It's 175 plus different countries. 
175 plus different countries. We only have, I think, 192 or 195 countries in the world. 175 have come over our borders. 50 right now, 50, I want you to hear this, 50 that we know were on major terrorist watch lists were apprehended. Now let's talk about the areas that I go to where there's massive amounts of getaways. And this brings me to a picture that I'm gonna scroll through while I'm talking and try to find really quick. Um, so terrorists right now are paying 50 to $150,000 for the cartel members to bring them safe passage into the United States. They're using sectors of Arizona, which I call no man's land, where there's no border, no law enforcement, no border patrol, nada. And they're bringing them up. Me and my team uh, got photographs of 30 of them and they are uh, Chinese nationals and they are uh, Muslims um, from Muslim countries. So this is what keeps me up at night. And unfortunately me and my team, because of uh, where my team was located, we couldn't get down out of our position fast enough to, to grab them or by golly, we would have apprehended them and, and detained them. Uh, so this keeps me up every single night. And this is just one story after another that I can show you video and photographs and pictures all across the border that they are flooding in terrorists right now, living, breathing in your community, waiting for the order to take down us and hit soft targets. Soft targets, if you don't, that's a military term. Soft targets are churches, schools, shopping malls. We've already started seeing the school shootings uptick, by the way. Please don't buy into that. They're, those are lone individuals. They're not. Um, there's something called collateral damage in the military world. And as sick as this sounds, as evil as this is, and we can't wrap our head around this, but this, you can, you can email, I mean, excuse me, you can Google this, you can research this stuff yourself, collateral damage, and it could be the, the death of children, women, it doesn't really matter because it, it pushes the overall in their mind, their agenda, their positive, what they want to have done, it gets them closer to their plans. So they are willing to risk and kill and eliminate um, individuals, even children. So we have to understand that this is an evil that we're battling. This is good and evil. That's really that simple. If you look at what Hitler did, right? History always repeats itself. I want you to think about what Hitler did. We couldn't imagine the atrocities of, of millions of Jews being killed, right? Children, women, men, almost eliminating, trying to eliminate a race. What did Stalin do? What did Mao do? What does the Chinese Communist Party do now, right now to their own people? People disappear. This is real folks. Uh, they will stop at nothing to usher in their agenda. And I'm gonna give you ladies two names that I want you to write down. These are the two most dangerous men in, in the world today. Klaus Schwab, K-L-A-U-S. And the other one is Noah, Yavari Noah, Harari. He is a Jew and he is very dangerous. And I want you to read and I want you to go and you, and I want you to Google their videos and I want you to listen to what they're saying. These two individuals are individuals who literally are the advisors to Obama, to Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, to the World Economic Forum, to other leaders around the world. Very important. I've heard, I've, I've recorded some of their videos. Um, and it is frightening. And when you say it's like good and evil, it, it's, it's an evil beyond an evil that I can even imagine. And it's stuff that you don't want to hear. This is like truly like where my cognitive dissonance 
was really strong at first. You, you don't want to believe this. And then they're saying mm-hmm. things out loud and you're like, they're, they're telling everybody right to your, like, if you just listen to these videos, you know, yeah. and the fact that I'm glad that you brought that up, just circling back and we can come back to the, to the collateral damage because it is, it's very shady what's going on. And some of those interviews that we saw with Uvalde, especially the Uvalde, Uvalde. or whatever, yeah. and the timeline and the uh, video and uh, photo footage that we're seeing, it makes no sense. And it, this is where you have to sit back and just think, like, you don't want to believe. I don't want to believe that they're like, this was like somehow intentional, but like, or planned besides just one, like maybe crazy mm-hmm. person. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what it is, but just to connect the dots. It doesn't make sense. Back. It doesn't make sense. But go ahead, Holly. You're, it looks like oh, you're trying listen, to. No, just to, to, to actually, just for our listeners, we're talking about the Uvalde school shooting in Texas that happened weeks ago. We we have talked about this a little bit on our episodes, but we've not done a deep dive on it because we still have a lot of unanswered questions. There's mm-hmm. a lot of information we actually can't bring to you because we can't find it. And mm-hmm. that's where it becomes concerning. For example, learning that they're going to tear the school down now. They're just going to level the school. Um, I've never heard after a school shooting them leveling a school. Uh, That's weird to me. Um, Things like why they waited 45 minutes to go into that classroom, why they were, there's photo evidence of these officers with their guns standing there waiting for 45 minutes. Questions that we just have, we want answered and they've yet Mm -hmm. to be answered. And they're going to dismiss this as bad police work. Okay. Maybe it was, but it would be an unprecedented thing for there to be an active shooter amongst children and people stand there, expertly trained, you know, police officers standing there. That's weird. So we're going to just encourage all, but I know we we could go into that forever, but just go look into it because what Christy's saying is we're now at a place where what you hear and see on the news you do have to view everything through a highly skeptical lens. And it does not make you, and let me be clear, it does not make you a conspiracy theorist because that's your shaming word, right? That's the word they use to make you shut up and call you crazy. That's the gaslighting, okay? It does not make you that to not trust an entity that has repeatedly betrayed your trust. And that is the media. They have repeatedly, and and the media is just also, we know, go look at who supports them. Go look at the money that goes to the media. You know who's paying their light bills. That's going to tell you who they're representing and protecting. And then look at those people, what politicians they're in bed with. It is a wicked web that has been woven. Right. And what's the saying? Oh, what a wicked web we weave when we're first we practice to deceive. We've been deceived and it's been proven. And if you don't see it yet, it's because you're not paying attention. Right. So again, this is just everybody wake up, pay attention. Doesn't mean that we're right on everything that we're wondering about and we're willing to be wrong on it. Because guess what? If this was bad police work, it's bad police work. But what if it isn't? Because if it isn't, it's going to happen again. And how do we take measures to defeat the evil? And it is evil. It's a spiritual evil manifesting and working in people, in humans. How do we fight evil, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to, you can't fight what you don't know. You got to wake up to it. So Christy, I know one of the things we've had a lot of questions about, because now you're seeing it. You said with your own eyes, you watched 30 criminals, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have watched 30 criminals come across the border. Yep. You couldn't stop them. Okay. 
and we can just surmise and guess what we think they might be up to. Why do you think, oh, there we go. Show us. Oh, is it gonna, is it blurry? It's, it's gonna be blurry. blurry. Yep. Darn it. What I'll do later, I will text it, it to us. you so you can yeah. put it up there and see. Yeah, yeah yep. send it to us. But you're seeing this and, um, and we know there was an abrupt change. When Trump came into office, we had the most secure borders we'd had in what, decades, I wanna say? And yeah, then, oh yeah. And by the way, guys, but lest you think that Trump was the was the bigot president who wanted to secure the borders, Obama campaigned on it, Clinton campaigned on it. All of these people have always campaigned on more secure borders. But when Trump was telling people what was coming across the border, which isn't just people with a hope and a dream. Okay, because I think that's our idealized world. Well, they just want to live in America. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yes, there are plenty of those people who do, but that is not all, right? And so, so Trump called it out. He said, there are rapists, there are murderers, there are drug cartel, and that then, that's all they needed to then call him the racist bigot that they believe that he is. And then it made what? It made non-thinking people say, we can't secure the border. He is trying to keep out the people with a hope and a dream, right? Do you see He's how they're separating those families? Those yes. and quotes. caging no. the children. By the yeah. way, Christy, aren't those cages still in place? By the way, the cages. Yeah. Well, first of all, those cages were developed under Obama. Yes. Um, what Trump? What Trump actually was doing? Um, and again, I've personally been down there personally been with the NGOs who, by the way, I'm going to name them. They're evil. Don't give money to these um, NGOs. Um, they, Trump, what Trump was trying to do is you have to understand when, when individuals are bringing these children over the border, a lot of times these kids are drugged. I, I actually, I have um, a video of that on my Facebook um, and my Facebook is, I think it's WFFA in America. And I was doing some operations down there with border network news who has become friends of mine and they had the children drugged. Well, what Trump was doing is taking them, separating them from their parents, so-called parents, right? Um, and doing DNA to make sure that these children actually belonged oh. to these adults. And oh. none of the news outlets are saying that. That's why Trump had that policy in place because seven out of 10 children don't belong to those individuals carrying them over. They are being sold into sex slavery, into the labor field slavery, and other nefarious activity. Um, seven organ, out of 10? Seven, seven out of 10. 70% yeah. of the kids, so 70% of the kids coming across don't belong to the people that are bringing yes. them over. Yeah, so when we're down there interviewing, it's really interesting. You see all these single adult males with all these children. And so we're asking them questions and it, they're like, well, my wife left me, my girlfriend left me. And I'm like, and this was so consistent because this is the narrative that they were taught to say when they're coming over here. And so I'm like, wow, there's like this massive breakup situation in Central and South America uh, coming up. Like all of these women are leaving their men and their children. We all know that that's a lie. And it, it's really not funny, but it is. And it, it's like, you have to understand that that's the reason why those policies were in place. Right now, we're just letting um, individuals in. We don't know if they're their children. They're, they're not their children. They're not being vetted. And it's really sad. Also, 80%, 80% of every single individual right now who's coming across the border are single young adult males of fighting age. 
80%. It's not the women and children that you're seeing. They, they like to hone in, like even Fox News, like um, the Rio Grande, the RGV sector, which I've been so many times, Roma, Texas, La Jolla, all of that. You see, they hone in on these women and children, women and children, women and children. Well, have you noticed how often do they go to any other area on the border? Once in a while, they'll show Yuma now because we've got a huge influx there, right? But have you seen any news crews anywhere else? I mean, hey, I, I hardly even see the news covering it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been through all 3,000 miles of the border. I've driven it with me and my team. And I'm here to tell you, when you look at the statistic, and by the way, you can go get the statistic of this number on actually, um, unless they've taken it down, which we've actually got the information because we always download information before it disappears. Um, so you can actually get these statistics and these numbers right off of uh, the Border Patrol and uh, Homeland Security's websites. You just have to do a little digging and research. So 80% of everybody's coming across the border are single young adult males. We've got photos and footage of them putting them on military aircraft um, in the middle of the night and flying them to very specific places. We, we've identified four military bases and three other private facilities that this administration purchased and turned into Fort Knox, basically. Um, one of those is in Michigan, by the way, outside of Alma, which is extremely concerning. So when you go to these facilities that we've been to and you pull up and you try to ask any questions within minutes, you are surrounded by gentlemen, fully loaded weapons, guns, um, telling us we need to get out of here. We can't, you know, we, we, we're not answering questions. Um, you can't be on this property. You can't film. Uh, this consistently goes on all the time. This is what I've been doing for two years. We've also looked at the NGOs. Catholic, by the way, I'm not saying Catholic, Catholic people are bad. They're not but I'm here to tell you the charities are, they're corrupt, they're evil. Uh, 900 million of your taxpayer payer funded dollars, AKA grants have been given to just Catholic charities alone. Um, and it's increased over a billion dollars, by the way, since Biden took office. What they're doing, they're part of the problem. They're, they're facilitating human trafficking. And we've got the proof of this as well. You've got those who work in the human trafficking industry. They have very like specific tattoos on their body. You, you When you're in this, you learn, how to mm. identify these individuals who are part of the ring, right? The human trafficking ring. So that's another issue of our open border systems. The other really horrible, horrible thing is we have identified two warehouses on the other side of the border. One of them is in uh, Arizona, the other one in Texas, and they're kidnapping children as they're coming up through Mexico. And uh, unfortunately, these children never get to see the light of day again. Uh, they are murdered for their organs. Uh, oh. So there's a harvesting of organs going on as well. In one particular warehouse, we got the intel and information that bodies were stacked upon stacked. Um, right after we got that, a couple weeks later, in Mexico, uh, one of the uh, federales did pull over one of the cartels in a truck, and they uncovered a whole truckload of children's organs that were getting ready to be sold on the black market. So that's another, besides Wait, the that's rape not in the, and the news. murder. Okay. No, it won't be. Those you are the won't conspiracy hear that theories that we've known for a while that people say you're, you know, yeah, you're they think you're crazy. crazy. They say you're crazy. Well, well, they can, they they can say it all they want, but we have the footage of the rapes and murders and things like oh that. Oh my so. gosh. What, is, what are they doing with children's organs? What would be the reason to get children's organs to sell? Like, what, who do they sell them to and why? 
Well, they sell them to America. They sell them to the Chinese. Um, it's a very lucrative business, right? Organ harvesting, organ replacement, transplant. It's, it's a lucrative business. So that's just another way for them to fill their money coffers, right? So mm -hmm. that's what that's about. Um, it's, it's really sad and sickening. Uh, like I said, I've, I've been to these places personally. I've seen it. Um, th these cartels who are coming into our nation, who are living here now, and, and expanding their operations in your community. This is the reason why I really want you to understand, your listeners understand this. You are not going to be immune to this. They're coming to your community. They're coming to your back door. They're setting up shop. We're allowing this to happen by having open borders, let alone the terrorists. Like I said, 50 terrorists on our known watch list was apprehended. How many thousands do we know who are already in here who get through every day? And if for an example, two weeks ago, week, I think it was 10 days ago, 12 days ago, and you can Google this, you can search this information. Uh, 12 Chinese nationals were brought really close to shore in Newport Beach, California. There was uh, teenagers having a party at 1.30 in the morning. And just by the grace of God, they saw these weird Chinese people washing ashore. They had bags on them. They pulled out the plastic bags inside there. They had business suits and different types of outfits. They changed into them. What were these Chinese nationals doing on our shores. And when the law enforcement officers finally within a two hour radius found them and apprehended them, they didn't seek asylum, which, you know, supposedly the asylum seekers. No, they were here for something else. They were here for a mission. We know that there's uh, uh, massive weapons that have br been brought in through the border. I've interviewed border patrol agents off camera, which we have this footage where they're telling us that there's tractor trailers that have a very specific signal on them they're told not to, that they have to just let them through the ports of entry. No scanning, no nothing. We've got container ships, military. Um, I get briefed from certain people in the military world. And we know that there are containers filled with weapons that have been brought on our shore through California, right? Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. So they're utilizing these different ports of entries to bring in and set up operations around the country to rise against the American people. This is what's coming. And I have a question. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry, Holly. Go. I guess when you, like when you were saying like the military, they get on these military planes, they're flown overnight and you go and then you're surrounded by people saying, you gotta get out of here. Like, where is our military? Why are they not standing up for us? I mean, I'm confused. Well, and we've even seen footage with border patrol where some border patrol agents, like they feel like they are part of a, terrible like organization how, how right now that they, they want letting, to get out and then others are like just how are they the letting team. this happen yeah i mean i guess i don't understand that's a great you know that's a really good question i've asked this question to to leo and border patrol agents myself um you know it's a complicated issue for me it's not complicated at all um because i don't see things in gray it's black and white it's good and evil and you have morals or you don't and you don't compromise but at the end of the day, with the Border Patrol agents and those who work the border, you again, the cartel are very, very powerful. They have better weapons than we do at some point. They are embedded on, in the United States of America. They, they live on our, on our soil. And when you're threatened that they're going to go in and find your child or your wife, while she's grocery shopping or wherever she is, and they're going to brutally murder that person if you don't comply with what their orders are, or it's, it's $15,000 to $20,000 supplement income every month cash from the cartels. 
Um, there's a particular town in, Ar in uh, Arizona that the border patrol are on the take. We know this for a fact. So that part's complicated because they're scared. And the ones who are following the orders of, an, of unconstitutional orders, right? Uh, they shouldn't be following those orders. They should be standing up, but then they get fired. They get removed from power and replaced, right? With, with those who will comply. If you look at what they did with the military, and I spoke about this with um, a personal experience of mine, uh, they are weeding out those who are going to question unconstitutional orders. They are weeding out those who aren't gonna uh, do what they tell them to do. And the problem is also, most individuals don't understand military law enforcement, border patrol. They don't understand the oath that they took, right? The constitution. If you don't know your constitution, you don't know who you actually work for, the people, not the politicians, mm -hmm. then you don't understand what your role is. So mm -hmm. we need to find constitutional sheriffs, constitutional military men and women, law enforcement who are willing to stand up and say, at all costs, we are no longer going to follow an unconstitutional, immoral order. And mm. same thing with the American citizens. We have the right and the duty to stand up and replace a government who no longer follows moral law, natural law, because natural law supersedes everything else in the Constitution. We have to understand what our rights are. Well, also, where the heck is speaking of, where is Biden and Harris at the border, right? I mean, it's the same thing. Like, that, that's who <laughs> we're following. Well, right? and my whole thing is like, all these people are in here now. So now what? I mean, how do we, right? They're here. So yep. how do we get, we can't get them out, all 15 million or however many people are here. So, like, it feels so overwhelming. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and hopeless. I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah. that, and, and, like, and then they're going to tell us not to have our, have guns. <laughs> well, that's the reason why they're taking our, they want to take our guns. That's the reason why you saw Uvalde shooting. That's why you're seeing an uptick with these, um, mm -hmm. with, with these very specific targeted shootings, because when you kill children at a school or you're going to, in churches and things like that, it pulls on all of our heartstrings and, and it's an uproar. Guns are bad. People kill people, you know, people kill guns, kill people. Um, people kill people, not guns, first of all. Mm -hmm. And if you start looking at um, history of gun violence and things like that, first of all, I personally believe these are operations that are taking place. Um, you can call me it's conspiracy theory. I don't really give a crap what you call me. I've been in the military <laughs> realm for too long. Um, go back go back and read Operation Mockingbird. I can give you guys a lot of history uh, within our three-letter agencies, what we do and how we've toppled governments. Um, this is something I, I do know what I'm talking about. So unfortunately it's evil, right? And people will do evil things. So they have to take our guns. How do you do that? You have to um, hit the heartstrings, right? You have to hit the heartstrings and that's what they're doing. It is so important. And, and we need to get rid of every single politician who voted to do the red flag law because what the red flag law is going to do, people are like, oh, that's such a good thing. No, it's not. And even governor DeSantis, where I live, shame on you for not repealing red flag laws. Red flag laws, anybody like myself, somebody could say, well, I heard her on a podcast. I think she's crazy. Call the, call the law, law enforcement and turn me in. Say, no, she's crazy because she said X, Y, Z, because I felt that that's a, a threat to me. They can come in with no justification, take and tell, and then I have to prove myself, right? That's what red flag law is. That sounds like it's very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, good citizens 
with weapons in their hands, properly trained, properly trained, will defend and protect this nation, will pretend, uh, uh, defend and protect their families and their communities. And that's why it was written into the constitution for the second amendment. So we could defend because men get corrupted. They knew, they knew men's hearts can be corrupt. Government can be corrupted. You get power hungry. And it was our checks and balances to make sure that we couldn't be uh, taken basically, right? And that we would have an equal amount of government across the way in the, in the constitution. The people rule, we are in charge, not the military, not the law enforcement, not the president, not everybody else, they work for us. And that's why the, the constitution was written the way it was written. So we need to preserve our guns and look at, look at Austria, look at Australia. Mm-hmm. Look what happened in Australia. Look at Venezuela. Start mm. looking at all of, look at Canada. That's right. Every nation, look at what Hitler did. The Nazis took the, took the guns, took the weapons. You start looking at that and that takes away the checks and balances from those uh, nefarious individuals who are hungry for power and yeah. want to have bigger government. So anyway, that, that's that with that. Uh, but one of the things that we have to do as Americans, how do we fight back? Mm-hmm. What is the solution? The solution honestly lies in each one of your hands. Everybody who's listening to this, and I don't care what country you live in, even if you're already, you don't have your guns, there's power in two things. There's power in unity and numbers together. Why do you think the fences are up around the Capitol building, the Supreme Court, and now the White House? It's not because they were afraid of Trump. They're afraid that the people, if we got together and we unified one voice, one light, one truth, and we enacted a plan together to take back and do citizens arrest, which we have the right to do, we lock arms with constitutional sheriffs, and we, we basically replace the government who has failed us. If they are doing unconstitutional orders, immoral orders, it is our duty to do so. It's really that simple. And I'll um, say this too, Christy, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I think it's, no worries. A, it's an important point. I know that some people can listen to what we're talking about and think that sounds so extreme, but I want you to go back to 2018. Could you have imagined the whole world shutting down for two years over a virus that killed less than what, essentially 1% of the people? Just because you can't, just because it sounds extreme now, please hear her. And this is why I'm asking you to listen to her. We cannot even divulge all of Christie's um, connections because she does have an extensive military background. And when she says she's briefed on military things and she's seen military things, there's, there's, there's truth in that. And so I know for some of us that have been shielded and protected from the realities of what's been going on, it's just very important. And again, none of us want to instill a spirit of fear. We're trying to instill no. a spirit of courage, right? The courage to understand where you actually sit, what's actually going on, that you awaken from any slumbers you might be in, and you're prepared to, as she said, gather in numbers and be courageous to stand for the constitution, to stand for what is true and right, right. because it is absolutely under attack. If you don't believe it, look at what's going on in the country right now. It doesn't matter how you feel about abortion at all. But there was a constitutional ruling in the 1970s that a lot of constitutional experts who were pro-choice believe was wrong then. And I can list you countless 
from Yale, Harvard that say this yep. was the right call. Okay. It doesn't matter how you personally feel. It's it's sticking to the constitution, but we are now moved in, into an era where the constitution is not held dear. We have people calling out saying it was written by the patriarchy, the white patriarchy. Do you hear the division in that phrase? Do you hear the racism and sexism in that phrase? Yeah, it works right. both ways, right? That phrase is being used to try to say we need to rewrite the very thing that made us the greatest, most free country in history. And it right. is now under assault. And you have to take a stand on what, what are your core values? Those core values of Americans for 250 years was Judeo-Christian ethics that inspired the writing of a constitution that has worked. But we are still an experiment in human history. It is not guaranteed. That freedom that we enjoy every day, somebody sits on a wall to defend, and you're That's a right. part of it. The way we defend it, whether we have a gun in our hand or not, is standing up for freedom of speech and all the freedoms that the Constitution and every amendment guarantees us because it's worked. And if you want to try it and decide maybe you don't like that Constitution or you don't like the amendments, I want you to imagine That's what right. the world might look like without it because we are the beacon of light on a hill for the entire world. And as the U.S. goes, the whole world goes. So Mm -hmm. it is not a small thing. We are not trying to scare you, but you have got to get informed and you got to know what's happening and you got to be prepared to do something about it. See, we're ready to fight, Christy. Can you tell me? You know, know, I'm not trying to scare people because I live fearlessly, right? I I don't live in fear. Um, I I, I I, I go into the battle head charged in. Um, But the thing is, is get the book Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. That is a fantastic book. And, the, and Granby, Texas, let me, let me give your listeners a really quick picture of what you can do to take back your little town, right? And, and this is something you can do. Claim your freedom in your town. One grassroots little movement at a time. So they were gonna, the Antifa Black Lives Matter people were thugs when they were burning down and taking down our statues, which again is a, um, is a communist thing. That's what they do. They take away your statues and your history and they strip you of that. So you don't, so you don't understand where you came from. Right. Uh, so this town of Granby, Texas, they were coming in to take down the 10 commandments statue. The town got of 1800 got wind of this and they said, Oh heck no, not on our watch. So they showed up 800 of them. I think it was no 400 of them showed up, surrounded the, the statue that they wanted to burn down or take down. And they said, when the bus came in, they were all pouring off the bus, right? These Antifa thugs. And they were met with 400 opposition and saying, you're not gonna cross this line. They got on their bus and they went bye-bye and went home. These, you have to confront a bully, Mm -hmm. period. And when there's, that's why I tell you, it's so important to be in numbers. Start gathering friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, like-minded individuals. Do you want to know what you can do? I'm going to tell you what you can do. Start gathering people who, who care about freedom and liberty. And it doesn't matter your political affiliation. doesn't matter all of that garbage, what color your skin is, what your ethnic background is. If you love liberty and freedom and you love the constitution, you need to get together. You need to formulate a community plan together. And that's if things come to my town, if the cartel, if the drugs, if unconstitutional mandates start coming down and lockdowns, which they will be, by the way, when all medical freedom, when our kids are threatened with CRT, I don't care what it is. You guys need to have a formulated plan together and I can help you develop that. That's what we're going to be doing. And I'll talk about that in a second. 
So you need to first gather those like-minded individuals in your community, okay? Then you have a call a bug out plan, right? You have several different types of plans in place. There's power in that. When you've got three, four, 500, 1,000 people in your community and you're all uh, beating to the same heartbeat, right? There's power in that. There's power in that. That's right. Then you need to get with your sheriffs. Find out who your local sheriff is. If he is not a constitutional sheriff, then you need to do everything in your power to get a constitutional sheriff in. Okay, but I want you to meet with your sheriffs and, your, and the deputy sheriffs. I want you to start a meeting with them. Open up a dialogue, even if he doesn't think like you right now. Open up that dialogue, have some meetings. Say, listen, we wanna have a town hall with you. We're your constituents. We wanna, we wanna find out what you think, what you believe. There are certain questions you can ask and formulate. Are you a constitutionalist? Do you believe in the constitution? Ask him questions about the constitution and see if he knows the constitution, right? In those meetings, start formulating a relationship with them. Key, important. I have a 14 step plan. Uh, it's called Saving America's Future. You can go to WFFA.WIN and under the resources and you can download that or you can text the word fight to 91776 and you'll get that information. If you go through the steps, you'll get it texted to you. And I don't care what country you're in. This applies to your country as well. If you would just do these steps um, and start taking back your nation and your country as well. So there's things we can do. Women Fighting for America has partnered with some of these um, individuals who I work with in the intelligence world, some of the best of the best. And we wanna come to your town. Yeah. We want to do we a one day. <laughs> we want you to we come. Wanna come. We want to do a one day, very intensive training, not just a speech. You're, you're, you're not going to hear speech. You're going to get tools. We're going to train you. It's a training session, a 10 hour day of your life to give you the knowledge that you're going to need to save your family and the future of your children's children, children in this country. I love that. We need that. We, that's the other thing that we wanted. When you said that, we were like, we got to have her. Yes. We got to have her. We got to have her come. So. so what we're trying to do right now, I'm having a fundraiser in Las Vegas on uh, July 23rd in Las Vegas at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas. Um, you'll be able to go um, to our website. I think our website's up. Anyway, I'll get that posted immediately. So you can click on that to buy your tickets. Um, or if you just want to support this movement um, and donate, 100% of your donations go to what we're doing, period. I don't take a salary. I want that to be very clear. I do not work for, to, for money for this. Um, I, I don't do that. I do this because I love my nation and I love my country. And again, I was telling the ladies, my family fled Stalin. I'm a Russian Jew. My family were thrown in the gulags. So I have a vested interest to save this Republic. I have, a, and by the way, it's a Republic. I have a vested interest in saving our nation in the world and to be protectors of Israel. It's that critical and that important. So we can't come to your town um, without having these funds because unfortunately it takes money to get there. We have to fly in, we have to set up, we have to give you the training materials. But I promise you, instead of buying that Starbucks coffee, who's an anti-American company or shopping at Walmart or Amazon, who Jeff Bezos wants to take down America, um, this would be a lot better served your money to, to come and be really trained. The other thing to take back this nation, because I'm gonna roll into that, is you have power in your wallet. The power is in the purse. But unfortunately, we have become uh, zombies to convenience. Mm -hmm. And we can no longer afford to shop at any company, any bank, any company that does anything to do with Sharia law 
anti-American sentiment, planned, who funds Planned Parenthood, who funds Hamas, who funds CARE, all of these organizations who are actively working to take down America. So that means Amazon. Ladies, please, men, Amazon, I know how convenient it is. They are evil. Walmart, Target, I hate to say it. It's the truth, guys. Walmart, I, I, it's Starbucks, uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. We have to have the great mind shift. If you want to save this country, you have to have, I call it the great mind shift. Mm -hmm. And it starts with you. You have the power right here. It's okay. right here. Yeah. Whether or not you decide and you choose to take your power that God has given you, that's up to you. I can't make you do it, but it's something powerful when we all do it together. And yeah. how fast would those companies and those entities fall? Yeah. And they would start getting in line and they would start being pro-America again. They would start doing what we wanted them to do and stop funding uh, things that we don't believe in, right? Well, speaking of- and speaking of real quick, because I, I know we talked about the connecting the dots, speaking of funding things that don't need to be funded, can we talk about like the connecting the dots of everything like Ukraine and <laughs> the food supply and that, I mean, just like a, if you have like a quick synopsis, because yep. I know that we, I mean, we'll, we'll listen to you all day. I just don't know how much time, <laughs> you have, but I, I probably want, got about 10 more minutes. Okay. I want people to realize, you know, because I remember you talking about like the you mentioned this to us when we met you after your presentation about the food supply and how yeah. it's all tied in. And then, of course, when we're sitting here talking about sending money other places, <laughs> um, can you just explain just the a little spider bit web. the spider web? Yeah. The spy, I call it the great spider web. So you've got a black widow, right? She's in the center of the spider web. And then she makes this intricate net, right? And this web and it keeps going. And the vibration, she has to feel those vibrations to so she can get her, her, her prey or her food, right? So if you think about it that way, um, you've got the supply chain, you've got the food shortage, you've got the inflation, which is at an un unprecedented high. And by the way, the inflation numbers are incorrect. It's a heck of a lot higher than that. You've got the instability in the, in the energy sector. You've got medical freedom, right? The medical freedom issue, CRT in schools, education, uh, the open borders. So you start looking at this big spider web um, around the world, right? And in the United States. It's all to destabilize and cause civil unrest. And by the way, you even now have, you know, these great rulings that came down to put the power back in the states. Um, they didn't outlaw abortion, by the way, that's a lie. Abortion right. was not outlawed. It was put back to the states where it belongs. The federal government cannot supersede state and they don't have the, they don't have the law, the, the authority, excuse me, to enact um, that kind of thing on, on federal level. They, they completely always overstep their boundaries. So when you look at this spider web, right? And now you've got, they're burning down, um, I think it was last count, I think it was 87 plus food plants and processing yes. plants. Um, yes. You can find this information out. Ukraine was an arm of the DNC. Ukraine was utilized by Hillary Clinton, Soros, Obama. This is all known facts and knowledge, okay? And I know everyone's like, oh my God, we love this Zelensky guy and blah, blah, blah in Ukraine. Uh, things aren't always what they appear to be. That is, if I, you cannot take anything I say away, things are not always what they appear to be, okay? So you've got, um, we had uh, 20, 30, 30, 32 bioweapons labs in Ukraine that Fauci was funding in Ukraine. Yep. You have major servers and computer systems that the DNC and others were utilizing in Ukraine. 
this is all information you can actually Google, just peel back the onion, use your brain that God gave you. You can start researching this yourself. Don't take my word for it, please. God, don't start researching yourself. But I'm going to give you the rundown. So then you've got open borders. You have an influx of over 10 to 18 million people flooding a nation. What does that do? It puts strain on your medical system, your welfare systems, all of your school system, blah, 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 blah. Fill in the blank. Crime goes up. Look what happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Obama used that with the Syrians, has a test market to see what was going to happen. You have no-go zones. You have defund the police. You've got anti, um, you have um, uh, Elon Omar, who birth, was birthed out of that movement. Um, all of these things, they always test market everything. Look at Oregon, look at, look at Oregon, look at what they did there. They always tell you what they're gonna do. So you, sorry, you start, keep going around the wheel. You got your education, you've got your CRT and mass mandates, shutdowns, orders. We're gonna lock down businesses. Who, who hurt and was suffered the most with the lockdowns? It was the middle, middle America for the most part, small business owners. Okay, let's take out the middleman because we need to have elites and then down here, the non-elites, right? The, the poor and the rich. And there, there's got to be a gap, always has to be a gap, right? In the rise of any kind of power. So you start looking around the spin wheel, right? Then so you go around the spider web. You've got, um, uh, we're going to see gas prices hit probably at least $9 a gallon coming up. It's, you have, um, it's going to cost a heck of a lot more to fuel. This is all manufactured. You're going to have the collapse of the dollar. Now they're going to want to usher in the uh, digital currency because you can have uh, more control over that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get the vaccine, you're already seeing this. If you can't, I have a friend, uh, Pastor Pulowski, famous pastor out of Canada. I got a phone call from a friend of mine two days ago. Hey, Christy, can you please call Tom Homan? He, uh, Pulaski and his wife are at the border in Canada and they won't allow them in the United States because he's not vaccinated. Yep. True story, guys. Yeah, no, if you're not vaccinated, you're not coming in. So they're locking you down, locking countries down. And if you don't comply, you're not going to be able to shop, buy, trade, go to school, all of these things that's coming. So great thing. It's part of the great reset, right? So you look at the spider web, it all interconnects the, the supply chain shortage, whether it's um, construction supplies, food supplies, baby formula, all of these things. So we're going to come to your town and we're going to train you on what you need to prepare for. And I'll give you a little nugget. I already gave you a couple that you needed to start doing. Go also get the 14 point plan to save America. This is the great destabilization of the nation. You're going to start seeing civil unrest. What did they say? It's going to be a summer of rage, summer of rage. I have maps that uh, my research team sent me of all the cities across the United States that they plan on burning down and protesting. Remember two years ago, just before the COVID lockdowns, they had all of this uptick of burning down cities and Antifa and Black Lives Matter. What did that do? It made everybody go into their homes, comply. Mm -hmm. It's coming folks. <laughs> so it's so important. Don't buy into this. It's part of the great reset. It's part of taking down America. The answer lies with us. It's not overwhelming. It, it, it seems like it is. It's a lot of information. I just threw at you guys, but you need to take a deep breath. God is in control. God is going to win. We can win, but we have to unify and we have to fight back now. We only, I am going to say this in my personal professional, and I will be the first one ladies to come on your show and say, I was a hundred percent wrong. And I hope I am. We have four months. You have three months to, you have probably two months to start really, truly getting those things in place that I've told you about, but we've got four months. If you think we're going to have an election in 22, because it's going to be a red wave. And we know what they've done to cheat. If you think the election's going to happen, I don't believe, and many of us in the intel world do not believe we're going to have an election. 
because if there's civil unrest, there's such a destabilization in the economy and all of these things happen, I call it the great perfect storm that's coming, uh, they can postpone elections. So prepare yourself now. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Well, I, yourself. I hope we can come back on in January and say, oh, isn't that great? Everybody took a stand and that didn't happen. Yes. <laughs> so when, five women fighting for America. We have a lot of information. I go live a lot from a lot of these locations where you can see firsthand uh, me climbing fences at the night, apprehending illegals, taking down cartel and terrorists. I'm out there on the front line, so you don't have to be. But if you want to follow what's really going on, you'll be follow our web, uh, go to Clout Hub or to Facebook or WFFA.win and get involved. Uh, now more than ever, I'm telling you, you need to get involved. We can save America, but the window's closing. Yes. So we got to do it now. You. Christy, we're going to link all of your stuff back to our stuff so that people can find you easily. So listeners, you can go through us to find Christy and all the things that she's talked about today. We'll make sure we have a resource page for you so you can go find all of this information. And again, you know what? Don't do not be overwhelmed. Like she said, take a deep breath. You now know more than you probably did before you started listening. Now listen to the voice inside of you that's going to tell you the next move, right? The next thing you need to do, just that's, that's, that's my prayer every day. What do you need to, what do I need to do? Where do I need to do it? If that's your prayer, you're going to be able to speak up at the right times, take the stands that you need to take and be prepared to, to defend this country that we all, I would imagine everyone listening loves. And, 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 and believes in. So thank you, Christy, for being here. We, we could talk thank to you, you all day. We appreciate you giving us your time and uh, we'll be following you and uh, we'll see what comes, happens. And I will be summer. in Virginia Beach. So if you guys are in the Virginia yes. Beach area, I will be, uh, what is it? The eighth and ninth at the Reawaken America tour. I will be in Atlanta next weekend. And I will be in Oregon. I'm coming to Oregon, everybody. Um, I'm gonna put the dates up on my website. I'm doing a mini tour across Oregon. And if you are in the Las Vegas area, July 23rd, Ahern Hotel, uh, get your tickets. It's a fundraiser to do exactly what we want to do. A hundred cities, a hundred days, and really intense training to prepare you what to do. We to save want your family. our city to be one of those cities. Yes, or we, okay. if, if it's not, then we are going to drive to one of those cities yes. that you are in. As long as <laughs> 200 people is all it takes. If you want to get 200 people in a all room, right. we'll come down. That. So, thanks so much. God bless. All, all right. right. Thank, thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.